Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to another episode of Good Calls. I'm Dean Blandino. We are back and we are back in person. Social distanced, of course. Travis is wearing his mask. Sounds a little better, Joe, the audio guy. Is this is this a harbing a harbinger or har- harbinger? Is it harbinger or harbinger? Har- you guys know what word I'm talking. I know the for? word. I don't know. Har- what is this a harbinger of things to come? That this type of crisp, clean audio. It sounds quite a bit better than the Zoom. It does sound amazing. You guys look great, both rocking beards. Yes, I even combed my hair for the occasion, and and brought in fresh flowers. See that you got some nice Gerber daisies here, and we got and we've got week one of NFL football to talk about, and uh, what a week it was! Wrapping up with two games Monday night, and uh, and my Titans winning a close one. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, what did you guys from a from a fan's perspective? What what were your takeaways from from week one NFL? Did it did it feel different than a regular week one? It did because it kind of just snuck up on us without the preseason, with without having a couple weeks of college football or at least two weeks in front of the first NFL game. That that kind of it just kind of snuck up on us. But as far as football went, it was it was amazing to see football being played on Sundays again. I, I loved it. I thought Tom Brady was less than so, like. Oh less, wow! Taking a shot at Brady already. I, I know. I just I, I wanted to see that TB game. Twelve. I wanted to see him play so much better. He's, Travis is going in on Brady. I just wanted wow. to see. I just wanted to see more out of him. Three minutes I, in. I, I think. I think Bruce Arians wanted to see more too. Nice. Okay. Called him out in the post game and on Monday. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, saying he needs to play better. He was surprised he didn't play better. He said. Well, BA is going to call you out. That's not, that's not, nothing new. I didn't, Nobody's I, immune. I thought, I actually was pleasantly surprised at the production and it wasn't as politically driven as I thought it was going to be. It seemed pretty normal with the exception of some of the masks. It, I, I thought it was done pretty well. 
Yeah, I think for me, the takeaway, and we'll get into the officiating part of it, I have no fans didn't really it didn't it wasn't a big impact like like the the artificial noise and the background noise I didn't have it wasn't like oh no this feels so much different without the fans without all the bells and whistles yeah it to me it didn't it didn't feel any different either it's like we we pay a little closer attention than if you're you're at home watching a baseball game like we had been doing for the last few months and you're kind of always on your phone or looking at your computer or doing something while the game's on. And if you're not paying attention to it, it just seems like a, a normal game with like the, the artificial fan noise. I think so. the question is if you were asleep, you were in a coma since 2019 and you woke up and it was sun, sun, football Sunday, would you have noticed a huge difference? I think, I think, I think some of the, when you looked and it was an empty stadium, I think that, that like, definitely wow. would, would Nobody showed out. Today. I was like, ooh, wow. But I feel like they didn't, they did a pretty good job of not really showing the, ste- the stands. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's hard if you're showing a certain angle, if you're showing a certain replay, you're going to get that background with the, yeah. with the empty stadium. But they, it's not like they were highlighting, obviously, empty stadiums. And that was a directive. I know from a Fox Sports perspective, we we weren't going to come out and say, keep beating you over the head. Well, there's no fans. There's no fans. So it's, it's about football. And I think from, from a social justice standpoint, honestly, I think, look, after the anthems, um, then it was pretty much like it was interspersed and there were things that were obviously talked about, uh, commercials commercials and things, but it wasn't, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of people out there to say, oh, I'm not watching the NFL, blah, 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 blah. Like, then don't watch the NFL, right? And, you know, what was the, what was the overnight, Travis, for Saints Bucks? It was 16.2. Which is, was the highest. In four years for week one. For week one. Yeah. Um, and you made a comment about that over text. That Like week, look, week one, we always knew week one was going to be, was going to be huge, capital U. And because <laughs> it's week one after a pandemic when we didn't think we were going to have football for, for, for a minute there. What's the true test is going to be, because remember 2016, you had, you had, you had Colin Kaepernick, the whole kneeling thing, you had the election and ratings were down, right? This year we have certainly the Kaepernick thing um, is, is, is still part of the conversation, social justice, the election, are people going to, you know, are people going to turn away from the NFL um, in October, November remains to be seen. There certainly are people that are very vocal, like we talked about. There's this vocal minority that says, uh, I don't go to watch football for for political statements, things like that. Uh, but I think the the majority of NFL fans are going to watch and uh, but it will be. I'm, I'm very intrigued about what the, the ratings are going to be in, in October, November, for sure. From an officiating standpoint, and we'll get into the cause of the week, but here's here's basically what happened in week one. When you look at the foul numbers, and everybody says, okay, let him play. Great. Not a lot of fouls. Let him play. You know, the game flows better. And, and I think that's there's something to be said for that. But when you look at week one, and we averaged 12 and a half penalties per game um, in week one. Compare that to 19.3 per game in 2019. And Travis is really just distracting me tremendously right now. It's done. We're the back in closed. person. Now I got to see everything he does. He's closing windows. 
Not so, sweating yet. So I'm not gonna, getting new I'm or nervous. Start over. But okay, penalties down 12 and a half per game in week one compared to 19.3 last year. 19.3 is is a a high number. Remember, well, yeah, last year was offensive super holding, high at the offensive yeah. holding was crazy. So, but when you look at the average, the average has been right around 16 per game. And when you're talking about 12 and a half, that is a significant drop. It's only one week. It's a small sample size. But line of scrimmage infractions of those 12 and a half fouls per game, 32% were line of scrimmage infractions, which is your false start, your offsides, the formation stuff that you can't ignore. 32% is is where the number normally is, you know, somewhere between 30, 32% historically. So if that number is the same, that means on the major fouls, like holding, pass interference, unnecessary roughness, those fouls were not called nowhere near the same rate. And I think that's twofold. I think the game officials were given the directive, clear and obvious. Don't make a lot of, don't, don't, don't call a lot of fouls. We didn't have preseason. But what concerns me the most is offensive holding. When you look at 2019, week one, we had 82 offensive holds. In 2018, 64. In 2017, 58. In 2016, 55. How many holding calls do you think we had in week one, 2020? After I just rattled off those numbers. 40. 52. About 18. Wow. Wow. 18, 12 on offensive linemen. So when you're talking about, you think offensive linemen got that better in, 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 in Absolutely a Zoom not. off season? Well, they, they had all that time. Yeah. In a Zoom off season, they got better at hand placement and feet and everything else. So what concerns me about that, and it is one week, but when you start talking about 18 offensive holds, 12 on offensive linemen, 16 on, on scrimmage plays, um, what that means is every team in the league is now going to have meetings with their offensive line and they're going to say, we're going to hold the shit out of the defense. And that will, the close line play will become an absolute war. That will break down. Defenders will get, will get frustrated. Then you get the risk of, of, of altercations, other things. So that is a number to just watch out for. I remember in the AAF and the Alliance of American football, we wanted to promote offense. So we said we weren't going to call holding unless it was obvious, the takedowns, the, the bear hugs by week three, we said, no, we got to call. This is getting ridiculous. Defenders are getting tackled. We have to call um, these holds because it leads to other things. And that's my, my biggest takeaway from week one in terms of the officiating is you can't, when, when historic numbers are fouls per game 16 and you, you drop to 12 and a half, if we stay at 12 and a half, I guarantee teams around the league are going to, to start to send in questions about no calls. And I live this in 2013, when I took over um, in officiating, the fouls were down the last couple of years and the committee got together and said, Hey, we're, this game is getting out of control. We need to rein this back in. So we just, I, I would be mindful of that. Other, other numbers, points per game um, up 49. That's a very healthy number. Um, the, uh, the plays per game, really good. 158 plays per game. That's great. Margin of victory was less than 10. So that's the, the, the spread um, 9.5. Great passing yards per game was down compared to last year. 479 passing yards per game, rushing yards way up um, 238 per game compared to 216 replay 
Remember, we took away pass interference. So replay was down 20 reviews compared to 27 last year. And overall game time was right around three three oh four forty five, um, which is down from last year. And the NFL likes that number. They 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 want the game to be uh, a little bit shorter. Um, so that's from a general perspective. From an, from a from a specific call perspective, the call of the week was 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 Travis's Cowboys, right? And and this was the Sunday night game. You guys texted me immediately. This is Michael Gallup, third and ten. Um, Cowboys down by three. Dak throws a deep pass that would have was caught by Gallup, would have put the Cowboys in field goal range, potential opportunity to take the lead. And uh, and we had two flags on the play from the deep wing official and the back judge, offensive pass interference, push off. What did you guys think of the call? As soon as I saw it, I, I thought it was pass interference. By the by rule, like he extended the arm and gained a step on on Ramsey. And so I, I got texts instantly from like five different people that you know, whether it's a Cowboys fan, friends, or or people who hate the Cowboys, which they're usually the ones that, that chime in more. But they were all saying, oh, the Cowboys got hosed. I was like, well, actually, I, I thought the call was was the right call. I don't like it because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I thought it was the right call. I thought it was the right call, too. And I'm a Rams fan, so I liked it. You liked it double? Double, double, double like. Double like. You liked your own text. You liked your own like, like which, is illegal, <laughs> which is illegal. Look, I, I get it. It's It's obviously a big call. Um, it's a critical juncture of the game. It's the Cowboys on Sunday night, right? So, so it's going to have that added element. Cowboy fans have been known. They are very gracious in defeat and they, they definitely <laughs> do not bring up shit from the past ever. What, what I didn't like about it is Collinsworth and Al Michaels are usually against the Cowboys always when they're calling things. But they're like, oh, that was a bad call. That shouldn't have been. But I think if it wouldn't have gotten called, they would have been even worse saying, oh, I can't believe they missed that call. I think it would have well, been worse. Yeah, and and like, I think people just react to what they say on the air. There's no question if if Collinsworth and and Michaels and even Terry McCauley, who's the rules analyst, if they had come out and said they agreed with the call, I think that's going to influence people without question. That's the power that, that the broadcasters have. Um, and, and we understand that. But if we look at it, let's let's break it down. Gallup and Ramsey are running. They're running stride for stride. And people are saying, well, Ramsey hooked Gallup's arm, right? And, and, and so Gallup couldn't get his arm free. If you watch the play, Gallup was perfectly fine where his hand was. Gallup was always, the receivers taught at that list, if you, can, if you can create a little bit of space, you want to do it legally. But if you can create a little bit of space, there's nothing wrong with that hand fighting. Ramsey has, has his arm inside of Gallup's arm. But Gallup, it's not like Gallup is trying to pull his arm free. He's perfectly content with his arm and hand there. And then at the last second, you can see... It's it's interesting because it's not with the palm of the hand. It's almost the back of the hand that he pushes into Ramsey's body and he clearly creates space. Ramsey embellishes without question, but he definitely feels the contact. It takes a step away from him. It creates separation. And, uh, you know, and I thought it was a foul. It, it was it wasn't much different. You remember the Super Bowl Kittle got called for for near the end of the first half for an offensive pass interference, and the and the, the Niners were in would have put the Niners in field goal range. Um, that was somewhat similar. And uh, and again, pool report. Tony Carini, the referee, did talk to Ed Werder after the game. What was what was his his comment? What was his statement? He said, "I can tell you, it was clear and obvious on the field." of a hand into the opposing player, a full arm extension that created separation. It, it 
in all situations that would be called. We're not going to allow that at any time of the game. So in that now, Tony Carini is the referee. It's not his call. He's getting he's getting information from the covering officials, which would have been the 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 side judge, field judge, or the back and and the back judge. And uh, and so they felt it was clear and obvious. Remember that language, clear and obvious, because that's what the officials are being taught right now to to call clear and obvious foul. So if they don't feel it's clear and obvious, they're not going to call it. They obviously felt it was it, it raised to that level. And uh, and obviously all the fallout and everybody's up in arms about because, again, just like and I hate to bring it up, but just like the Des play, because we we reversed the Des play, the Cowboys didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's that simple. Do you think this is going to be a Super Bowl? It's that simple. So if the Cowboys, if the Cowboys the miss the playoffs by a game, this call will be. Will Let me be ask you a question. Referenced. Do you think because Ramsey is now the highest paid cornerback in the league, do you think he gets any preferential treatment whatsoever? Absolutely not. The officials have no. They they did for the officials. You don't think the officials know that he's not? Come on, they're they not watch in this that stuff. moment. In that moment. The officials running full speed, trying to get in position, watching, is it pass interference? Is it on the offense? Is it on the defense? Is it a catch? The last thing they're thinking about is Ramsey's hundred and whatever million dollar deal. No, I understand that. But when you think about that, okay, if he's supposed to be allegedly the best cornerback in the league, if he's making the most money. So do you think the best cornerback in the league gets a little bit more better treatment no. than the average No. no. No, it's like that's the whole argument about Tom Brady gets gets a you know gets the calls and and the rookie you know Josh Allen isn't going to get isn't going to get the call. That's not the case. The officials are evaluated. There is no profession on the planet um, that is that is scrutinized more than than professional officials. I don't think there is one from a from an internal perspective and obviously from external from media from coaches players fans. It is it is an unbelievable evaluation process that they go through and, and for them to think that they can get away with giving Jalen Ramsey the benefit of the doubt when they're going to get great. And that grade is going to impact their postseason assignment and whether they get kept on at the league. No way. I think the only job that's hated more for doing your job is the parking meter who writes you parking tickets because refs do their job. They make the calls. People hate them when they go against their team. Like, yeah, they, the, those the parking meter people are the only people. write a ticket. Like, yeah. oh, just, <laughs> just stop. Nobody, Especially when you're like, stop, stop, stop. You right 80,000 people watching you. <laughs> like, you could just skip, skip the car. Like, skip the Blue Ranger. They gotta, they've got to, they've got to skip the red Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you just move on? Skip the. You're not supposed to be giving electric vehicles tickets well, anyway. We're saving the planet one car at a time. Yeah. And, and. It's good. Back in person, we're talking about the Tesla again. Uh, Tesla's well, then, back. then you compare it. You compare it to AJ Green, right? AJ Green had another big OPI call at the end of that game, and that took back what what most likely would have been the game when he touched down yep. the Chargers and, and Bengals. Game went down to the wire. Joe Burrow his first real two minute um, exposure in the NFL, and drives uh, him down. Apparent touchdown, called back on an on an offensive pass interference, and I think this one was more obvious. But I think. From a just a setup, it was different. Where Gallup and Ramsey are both running downfield in the same direction. This one, Green, he's the defender is facing him. Green is facing, trying to turn back for the ball, and he clearly pushes off, creates space, and comes back and uh, and makes the uh, makes the catch. And that was called back. and And I thought that was a good call too. And these are offensive pass interferences. 
is an interesting call because it it may not look like a lot, but it has a significant impact. When you're running full speed, um, it doesn't take much to kind of knock you off balance or to create that little space, that little separation when you're talking about the best athletes in the world. And uh, and so just that that one half step it took away from Jalen Ramsey is uh, is going to make a, a whole lot of difference. Um, but look, the the Cowboys were the benefit of of up until that OPI. The the Cowboys were the benefit of an of the biggest call or non call in the game up until that point with Alden Smith, who had a great game, um, great story, come back. You know, after being out of the league, trained with our our, our colleague and buddy Jay Glazer at Unbreakable Gym. You're welcome, Jay. Name and, drop. Uh, and um, the, you know, hit to the head of Goff on an interception that led to three point, uh, a, a field goal for the Cowboys that was missed. And I thought that was one that, uh, you know, would have been the story of the game had the Cowboys come back to win. That that certainly was a big, a big deal. Um, the other play that got people riled up is the Jamie Collins ejection. And then this was... <sighs> Just stupid. It was just dumb. Detroit had a rough. I my people. They're my people. They are. Detroit is my people. And and did they call you about this one? They want to get you on the show. I yeah. The Lions podcast guys um, did contact me, and I want to reach out to my people, my 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 Verners people um, (laughs) in Detroit Motown. They had a rough day when Mitchell Trubisky is basically Brett Favre in the fourth quarter. Uh, you have a big lead. You're going in for the victory. And then Trubisky turns into, you know, Bart Starr in the fourth quarter. And then you get the the Jamie Collins ejection earlier, where it's obvious that Collins is not contacting the official in a malicious way. But he was, like, he was trying to show that, that it was the running back, um, was it Andrews? Uh, was 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 lowering his head and uh, you know dropping his helmet and he was trying to show that to the referee and he ended up making contact with the referee. It just didn't look great. Like it didn't. It looked like I don't know. It, it looked like I, if you were trying to draw an offensive foul in basketball and trying to flop a little bit, it looked a little like that. But the bottom line is, and the players know this, you can't contact the game official. And I don't think the the referee in that situation had any option other than to eject him as 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 bad as it, it may have looked. I think Jamie Collins just has to be a little bit smarter. And and we're in 2020, so social distancing should be first and foremost. Don't drop your head that close to the referee where you could potentially make contact. So yeah. I was okay with the ejection, although social media was not happy. It looked like he caught the guy, like the referee off, off guard because he was kind of looking off to his left and then he put his head down. I don't think he, he would have expected that a player is going to be coming at him with his head. So then he kind of at the last second sees it out of the corner of his eye and kind of flinches back a little bit. So it looks a little bit worse than it probably was had he been engaging and actually listening to what Jamie Collins was telling him. Not that it would have made a difference. Yeah. He probably would have been able to move himself. And maybe there's no contact I did, there, but I, who I knows? think it did make, I think it did catch him by surprise because you could just see the way he reacted. Right. Because he didn't, I think if had he had, had he been, you know, cognizant of what was coming, I think, I think it would have been a much different result, but it was a, just a alliance, man. It was, How do you blow that lead? Oh God. They've, they've made a habit well, of it. Well, how about the guy dropping the pass in the end zone? Oh, 
for the game winner. Oh, it, there were a lot the of those Lions moments. have been doing this since the be. I, I I don't even remember when they weren't doing this since the yeah. Calvin Johnson call. Right, like ever since then, it's like I kind of been watching them a little closer, and they just seem to find ways to lose games in the worst well, that's possible the old, way. The Lions joke: this guy, one being around officials, especially when I first started, and I was around old officials, and they would tell these corny jokes. And the, the Lions joke was that, you know, they had this season ticket the year they went 0-16. And, and it was like week 12 and the season ticket holder was like, you know, I'm not going to the game. So he just left the two tickets on the windshield of his car with a note, hey, anybody wants to go to the game? And when he came back, there were six tickets. On the, <laughs> and his windows were back in. On the thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I thought... But on that note, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll we'll talk a little college football. We'll talk survivor pool and uh, and a little baseball playoff announcement next on Good Calls. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, we're back on good calls and um, survivor pool living on the edge 2020. Um, we, have, we have two survivor pools. We have a, a survivor pool in the studio with all of us and, and we have monitors that w- would come in normally, but obviously with health and safety protocols, um, we, we need to restrict um, people in the room. So, Shout out to all of our monitors. I know you're all listening, especially you, Nelson. Nelson never sells. Good luck, Nelson. How did your pick do this week, Nelson? Indianapolis, great pick. So anyway, speaking of Indianapolis, there's two pools, survivor pools. There's the studio pool, and then Joe has a separate pool. 
but they're both managed on the same website. So I had to put in my pick for the studio pool. He's really selling this. And right. I, logged really in. Setting this up. I logged in <laughs> to the website to put in my pick for the studio pool. And I put in the Indianapolis Colts. I felt like the Jaguars, everybody, you know, the kind of the fire sale, the, the Colts, you know, with Philip Rivers, blah, blah, blah. That was going to be the pick, right? So what happens? The Colts lose. I think I'm out of the studio pool. But we all think that. Uh, a lot. <laughs> alas, I, I put the pick in for the other pool, Joe's other pool. So I lived to make another pick in the studio pool. And I picked the Titans on Monday night who Steven Guskowski wanted to single hand, single footedly keep me <laughs> out of the pool after week one. But thankfully he made that kick at the end. So I live another day in the pool. Now, what was the intent though, Trav? Like that, what do you think? You can't well, officiate uh, yeah. intent. Yeah, you can't. You can't officiate intent. My intent was to pick the Colts in the studio pool, but I picked the Colts in the other pool. So I'm out of the other pool, but I'm still in the studio pool. I love pool. it because the other pool is five times the price of the studio pool, but you're so excited <laughs> that you're still in our pool at the studio oh, because, yes, bragging rights because with, I can talk with the guys. Yeah, exactly. And, there, and backstory, there's been a little bit of controversy there's with controversy the Blandino with the pools. Pool because once I lose... I basically basically try to buy other people's picks. And Nelson, who I referenced earlier, is like, oh, you know, he's he's for some reason he's the moral compass and he won't he can't be bought to the point where his name is now Nelson never sells. Now he's out. So now he's out. So good luck, Nelson. But everybody for the call. Everybody has a price. Nelson, I've got a price. Call me. Everybody has a price. So when I do go out, I will buy I will buy somebody's pick. So that's what if you game. never go out? You could win, man. If you I win, stay great. that's great. If I win, then that's great. Um, so that's that's the pool. College football, you know, it was interesting because it was our first week in the studio for college football. But it's just college football just feels weird right now. Like it feels weird because it's just like normally we'd have everybody would be playing. They would have SEC and, and, and big 10 and PAC 12 and ACC and everybody. But now it's like kind of like piecemeal where we had, we had big 12 playing some ACC and a lot of just my favorite conference, which you all know, Sunbelt, which we talked about months ago. That this was going to be the Sunbelt coming out party. 2020 was going to be the Sunbelt coming out party. And what happened? 3-0, baby. 3-0 against the Big 12. Concluding with our Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Okay, what is a Chanticleer? It's a proud rooster. It's a fierce rooster. Fierce and proud rooster, fierce I think. Fierce rooster, yeah. Travis. A fierce rooster. I thought okay. it was fierce and proud. They went into Kansas and and in front of that big crowd, <laughs> and and they put the put the smack down. Which is crazy the because there were so many people at the K State game. There were so many students. Yeah, which I don't understand. It seemed like way there, too well, many. There was people. also a lot of people. I thought there was a lot of people at the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had seventeen thousand, and it's so. But Kansas City Chiefs are in Missouri. So it's, that's the, and Kansas is in Kansas. So two different states, but K-State is also in Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan. Right? Yeah. And so I don't understand why K-State can have fans and Kansas can't. Like, I don't get that. Well, it seems like it's 
Nobody you know, gets anything right now. It's, Nothing it's, makes it's, any some sense of the whatsoever. governors say you can do stuff, and then the, maybe the school can chime in and say we're not going to have people. I guess so. There's just oh, there's no. no rules that are just completely like, across the board on this. So that's where that's well, where we stand. With speaking of, you know, it this week I think we could have some some clarity on the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten met on Sunday. Um, I think they were meeting again during the week. To, uh, to talk about a return to play, which could take place uh, as early as October. And, and then I read another article that the Pac-12 is thinking about coming back. So imagine a Pac-12 Big Ten coming back, playing a conference-only schedule, finishing with a championship game, and then having the Pac-12 Big Ten champions play in the Rose Bowl. That would be pretty cool. So are they not going to be in the... The, the playoff then? I don't They're know. They're not eligible? I, I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know if, if, if it, they would, I, I would imagine they would have to start soon. I don't think you could start playing in, in late October and be eligible for the CFP if you're going to play on time. But who knows? Well, I think we're just making, making shit up right now in 2020. Everything's day to day. Every, yeah. everywhere you go. It's just making stuff up. You're not allowed to get COVID if you're sitting down, unless there's seven people with you, then you can get it. Then you can get it. If you have six, you're good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I agree. It's well, speaking of that masks, NFL sent out a memo to the coaches after Sunday to all clubs that there will be discipline. If you do not wear your masks, obviously um, kind of pointed more at the head coaches. Cause those are the coaches that are going to be on camera more, but it was interesting to see the variation. Who, who were your, who were your favorite masked characters of the weekend? I know, obviously, Andy Reid Thursday night. Reed is the Andy Reid, right? Yeah. Andy got, we love Andy. And, and it was amazing that, you know, he had the shield and it just felt like he, I was like, the defrost button's not working. <laughs> like, you ever know when you're in the car and it's like the defrost button just won't work and you're just stuck. Just wait till it gets cold and he's wearing and, that thing. And so, and so that was hilarious. There were a couple, I think Sunday night, Mike McCarthy wore it the entire game. Like, McCarthy didn't take it off. Sean McVay has been, even on, even on hard knock, Sean is not a big mass guy. Like he's he's out there. It's it, you know why? It's it's because he's good looking. You don't want to. I know. You don't for, for personal experience, you don't want to put a mask on when you're when you're a handsome dude. It ruins everything. It does, especially when you're single, right? It does. You can't. The mask certainly does. It does kind of give you, you know, less of a chance to to kind of peacock. Um. The Steelers offensive coordinator, um, who was, was that Randy Fitchner? Yep. He was amazing Monday night. Like he had the full, like he looked like he was like a babushka. He had like my 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 old Italian like great aunts and grandmother and every like when they would wear like didn't Cam Newton didn't Cam Newton wear that same thing in a, pro, a post game sure press conference? I'm sure he wore it in a post game press conference, but that was like my grandma used to wear. My Nona used to wear the kerchief like around, like completely covered up. He like all you saw was like the slits of his eyes, which was which I thought was hilarious. What's interesting about the mask though is remember now these play callers they don't have to put the the call sheet over their mouth to cover, to cover their, their lips. So they're not getting red. My brother, my brother always used to get frustrated because he didn't know. And it was, it was, uh, what's his face? McAdoo, Ben McAdoo, when he was with the Giants. And he always used to yell. He'd be like, why is McAdoo with his effing kids menu? That's all he's doing. He's not coaching. He's just <laughs> looking at his kids menu because they're laminated and he has it in front of his face. Um, but now you don't need to do that because you have the mask. I think it was McAdoo who out of, 
habit was covering his face and he had his mask on. McAdoo's still coaching. Wait, which, yeah, he's what an game OC were we for on? someone. Is is it, yeah. Which game were we on? That's or maybe it was no, Sunday. I'm thinking it, it was Shermer. It I was Shermer. McAdoo is in the, yeah. in the I remember game one there. of the games that we were on on Sunday in the studio, The it was either offenses, offensive or defensive coordinator. He had the mask on, but he just had it down on his chin. Well, that's the why whole I see people day. like that all the time. Like they they're walking out and about, and they've got the mask around their neck. Yeah. I'm like, don't even, don't even pretend. Don't pretend. Just go. Just be like, I'm not wearing the mask. Don't wear it around your neck. Like it's not COVID. Doesn't is it doesn't go through your Adam's apple. Like stop. Like put it on. McAdoo is the quarterbacks coach with the Jaguars, but I was thinking, is he really? Yeah, I was I thinking of I was thinking of Pat Shermer. He had the mask on and he was still covering his face. Was he which, still just yeah. muscle memory? He's yeah, just used to it's it. Great. Um, so baseball made an announcement. Bubble format. Travis, where are we gonna where are we gonna be watching postseason baseball? Well, AL is gonna be playing in San Diego and LA, which is cool. And then you have yeah, cool because we can go because right? we can't go. But at least at least when my twins are playing, I'll be I'll be closer to them when there they're losing there to the Yankees. You know, it'll be proximity loss and hurt my. You know what? Speaking of that, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay, I feel like we could have we you could have pulled some strings and got us into that Rams game. Yeah, Joe. Like, so well, I had a friend post something on Instagram. He was there at the game. I'm like, this guy is what? like, I don't know. There's he was what? like what? hanging out watching the game. No, he had to be there in a working capacity. They're not just letting Joe Schmo like hang out. At You're the not end. Joe Schmo. Yeah, I know. But what am I saying? So it's like two hours before kickoff, he's like, "Hey, why can't we just go over to the new stadium?" <laughs> it's like, because there's no, because it's a pandemic, and they're not going to let us in. You got to throw around your weight a little bit more. Uh, yeah, yeah. You get the credential. Like, I get all the emails from the teams. The credentials go out. It's like a complete. You only you like, you only let in so many people. Like, dude, you don't think they're going to let this guy in? I'll let him in, but of not course. you and me I'm with his him. Bodyguard. <laughs> I yeah, I, I don't think that's gonna. I don't happen. think they're gonna buy but that. But continue, Travis. Where yeah. Else? So then the the NL is gonna play in Houston. So your Dodgers could go oh, working on getting back to the World luck. Series and win those games in Houston. Bad luck. Bad and then place. then the other then the other games for the NL will be in Arlington at the New Globe Life, and that's where the World Series will be. And for the first time since 1944, all the games, the entire World Series will be. In one one location, which is so interesting, and obviously the team with the better record will have the home field, which they'll they'll bat last. But other than that, like it's like it's like a neutral site game, like it's like the Super Bowl, right? You go into a stadium. again, no fans though, so yeah. I think um, baseball, I think, has after that initial scare when we thought like the world was the sea, the the the, the sky was falling with the Marlins. I think baseball has pretty much figured it out. Knock on wood. Um, with with COVID, football. I haven't heard anything. Right, we've played a full week. Yeah, if we would have heard anything about Kansas City and, right, and Houston, nothing there. And these guys are getting tested every day. So knock on wood, people are doing the right thing. Do it again. And, uh, and we're going to, you know, we're going to see another week of football at least. And we'll be, we'll be in the studio for, we got big noon kickoff Saturday, baby. Houston, Houston, O-U-S-T-O-N and Baylor. Have you ever been to Waco? No, I haven't. I've been to Waco. I was at, I was at the game Baylor versus Texas when RG3, Texas A&M, Baylor, Texas A&M. RG3 threw like five touchdowns and it was like his coming out party. You have the weirdest flexes and you also have the most, like your memory is amazing. I will give you that. No, I remember because the game went to, 
the game was insane. And it was like 62 to 48. And I missed my flight and I had to spend the night at the, uh, the Houston airport Marriott. How was it? It was fine. Yeah, It was fine. Marriott's are fine. Um, all right, let's go to break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about my birthday and how I almost spent my birthday in jail next on Good Calls. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options see homedepot.com slash delivery for details the home depot how doers get more done if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua All right, we're back on good calls, and um, it was it was call it kismet, call it luck, call it whatever you want to call it. But my birthday happened to fall on opening Sunday of the NFL uh, season. Serendipity. It was serendipity. It was very serendipitous. Um, and so got a lot of birthday wishes. It's funny because Twitter was was a, a place full of love and wonder on Sunday for a little bit there when people found out it was my birthday because Kevin Burkhart mentioned it on the air and uh and people were there was some love and then and then Sunday night the OPI against Dallas and and there was a lot of hate and uh but how, how many your F and refs cost us this my game? My refs. They're yeah. always my refs. Then I got blamed some guy you called did me, hire them. Some guy not all no not all some guy Blame me, called me an all-around douchebag for the Calvin Johnson <laughs> play in 2010. Well, newsflash, I wasn't with the NFL. I was actually at a bar with Joe's brother during that game. It was my first, it was my first football season outside the NFL. I left and I was living out here in California, and it was my first experience with breakfast NFL. Like the game starting at 10 a.m. Isn't it the best? And we went and had like bre- breakfast, br- you know, 
buffet and we're watching and and Jerry's, Jerry's a Lions fan. Yeah, Jerry's a Lions fan. So we're watching that game in the bar and everybody's looking at me like, what's the call? What's the call? And I was like, you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Like you said with the Dez, shit's going to hit the fan. It's going to hit the fan. Those days, I mean, that's actually one thing about working in the cube I really do miss is. Oh, absolutely. Those those bottomless mimosa brunch mornings at the pier. Well, in 15, in 15 just, years in California, I've never had one of those. Because the I've always worked in But how NFL. much fun, to, even last year, and I think we can, you know, obviously it's it's the pandemic, so hopefully we'll be able to experience this in future years. But last year when we had a couple of Saturdays off yes. going down and watching oh, college football. Yeah, that was fun. It was so much fun. And then we watched the CFP because we don't have those games. Obviously right. we watched yeah. the two CFP semifinal games out and it was a blast. It was. We had such a good time. It was fun, but every call, the whole bar was oh, turning yeah. I'm giving, I do an impromptu bar. rules review. <laughs> he does. An impromptu rules review in the bar. It's, it's amazing. hilarious. But my birthday almost started off. Um, maybe I wouldn't have went to jail, but maybe it would have been, it would have been interesting. I went to um, Rite Aid before the studio and I went to pick up peanut M&Ms for everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. And I went to pick up um, magic tape. I grabbed some peanut M&Ms and magic tape, scotch tape. And for some reason, I wasn't even thinking about it. But I was carrying the M&Ms. I grabbed the tape and put the tape in my back pocket. Go to the counter, go to the checkout, give the girl the M&Ms, and she's checking me out. And I'm going, where the hell, where's the scotch tape? Like, where is it? What the fuck? Looking, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, and this. And I pull it out of my pocket and I hand, she's like looking at me like, what? Like, what are you doing? So... And Joe just, you know, Joe being the the career shoplifter that he is, said that if I had walked out, that wouldn't have beeped, right? The, the, no, the scotch tape no. wouldn't have beeped. I don't think they have a sensor on the scotch tape. They don't have a sensor on the scotch tape, so I can... So but there could have been surveillance watching you. Exactly. So that so. would have been Dean Blandino. Like, why is this guy stealing How scotch tape? tape? Mugshot? Like, you'd have the mugshot would be all over. Right? The scotch tape mugshot. We would have scotch taped that mugshot up in oh, the queue. 100%. We could use the, the, the actual, I would have asked, can I keep that evidence for, <laughs> you know, once we're done with the trial of the century? But so that was how my birthday started. Actually, Santa Monica problems? Was that what Santa Monica, on there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But Follow it, them if you it actually started the night before we were in the studio Saturday night and I got a really thoughtful and amazing birthday <laughs> gift from you guys. <laughs> it was a cameo from my guy, Weston Boucher, who is my, who's my man consultant um, <laughs> and who helps me with grooming <laughs> tips and other things. And I got we've a cameo. Talked about, we've talked about his oil. Yeah, yeah. And he, I got a cameo from Weston and then Weston hit me up on Instagram and followed me. Um, I did accept the follow request, and I'll probably shoot him a DM and thank him for the cameo. And um, you know, him and I have been DMing though. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Nice. Well, because nice. he, it, when I sent the cameo request, I told him, "Hey, we've talked about you on the podcast." So he sent me, um, he sent me like a, "Hey, I, I'd love to listen." You know, send me the episode. So I sent him the episode yesterday, actually. Oh, nice. Maybe so. we can get him to come on. And do some I, I can't. I can't imagine that at some point in time we don't like grab a beer with the dude because he he's got to live. He lives local. in. He lives in. He's I think probably he's Manhattan in California. Beach guy for sure. He, I'm gonna shoot him. I'll send him a DM and uh, I'll be like, hey, thanks for the cameo. You know, blah blah blah. If you ever, you know, if you're in near Santa Monica, let's go get a drink or South Bay, and we'll definitely hang out. You should give him some pointers on his cameo. 
So here's what what Weston does, which is amazing. He's a he's been a he's a model and he's been in the modeling industry and he does you know a lot of grooming tips and 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 skincare and just workout tips and and all these things. And what I would like to do is I'd like to start my own cameo consulting business because <laughs> there might be a market for that because, for sure because I'm like I take my cameos very seriously as as you guys know and if anybody checks me out on cameo. Um, I just finished my busy season, like an accountant at during tax time. I just finished <laughs> my busy season, which is fantasy draft. And now that's over. We're in, now we're into like, I'll get a steady flow, but, but August and September crushing it, um, early September. And, uh, but I put a lot into my cameos. You're going to get, I will give you that. You're going to get your $25. Worth. I feel like you should probably nominate me for cameo because I was recognized in New Orleans that one time as the, as Joe with the Tesla. Oh yeah, you I'll are. charge five bucks, and you could you could just do cameos about the Tesla. Be, you could just stand I next to the Tesla. I will be your first consultant client. I can work with you yeah. on how to how to do cameos. Absolutely. Um, but it's cameos are a lot of fun. I love doing them. So hit me up. You will, like I said, it goes to charity. Um, schoollunchfairy.com, giving uh, kids that can't afford school lunches um, access to obviously school lunches, and uh, yeah, hit me up. You'll, you won't, you won't regret it. Trust me. Um, so talk, speaking of flexes, Joe, what's, <laughs> what's happening with the Peloton? Where what's Joe got a Peloton? Did you get a new one or a used one? Secondhand? I, I bought it used. Okay. Because there was like a six week wait. But it wasn't, a, it was it was like one of those, like, it, like it it's was. the same as the brand new one. It was, it just, was pretty much brand new. Yeah. It was like the car you get. It was like the, the car they use on the lot for. No, it was a friend of mine. Drives. A friend of mine, he ordered a, um, a Peloton and then it was like a six week wait. So he went and found one on Craigslist. So he bought it secondhand. And then when his came in six weeks later, he's like, you want to buy mine for me? So you don't have a guy to get a Peloton? Cause my wife's. Wondering. I actually do have a guy, but you, like the, you can't get it. You can't get him rushed. I actually got in touch with the CEO of Peloton. And was like, look, I need this now. And he's like, there's nothing. The fulfillment's insane. Well, Peloton, think about the workouts. Like, like I don't know how a lot of people just aren't going to go back to gyms. Like, they're doing all the home workouts. I know I've been working out from home. and, um, But, yeah, the Peloton's, Peloton's a good, big I deal. Mean, it, it's a good workout. Yeah. So, I don't know what this flex is all about. But the flex but. is, Joe, he set his, his PR, which, for those of you that don't know, the PR is your personal record. So, what was your personal record, Joe? I don't... I don't, the number, I don't even remember. Oh, it's like, well, it's measured in like output or. I just thought it was funny that you, you texted about like it. The, and, then, and then, so I was just like, I wanted to engage with you about it. I'm like, oh, so what's your, what's your national ranking on? He's always, oh, he's always okay. talking about his national ranking and oh. his percentage. <laughs> I'm in the top and 10%. He's in the top 10% of. Which I don't think you are. If there's 20,000, you're 2,400. Is that 10% or you're still just outside enough. of it? It's close. You're, you're no Lance, man. That's for sure. You, I mean, you got some work to do here. I'm 2,000 out of 20,000 people. That's, that's. It's okay. Top 10% sounds a lot better than 2000. I'm ranked 2000. So, yeah, you know, the 10th percentile. <laughs> I never knew what, whenever they would say, like when I go and they say, Oh, your, your height is in the 13th percentile. Is it, is it the lower the number, the taller you are? Yeah. So if you're in the third, if you're in the third percentile, only three, you're only 3%. There's only 3% that are taller than you. Correct. That's what it means. Yeah. That's how it works. Cause I thought it wouldn't like, I'm measuring my kids now. I see like my son's like 21 pounds at six months. He was in the 95th percentile. Yeah. I think it's opposite when you're, I don't know. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm not sure. 
I know when you're a baby, you're like, oh, 99th percentile. Say, if you're in the 99th percentile, does that mean you're like I would the guess 1%? You're the, you're the, yeah, you're, yeah. You're so I think you're the 1% in that, in that, the way that the doctors say it when you have a baby. I know for a fact, I can tell you right now that the 50th percentile, you're right in the middle. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and how tall is that for a guy? Is it what, five, I think nine? It's five, I believe it's 5'8", 165 is like the average man. 165 seems Whoa. Low. I just I just did average Google height it. for man. It Google says 5'6", and females 5'2". Five, 5'6", five, seems so five, low. 5'6", seems so Well, it's because you live in Southern California where everyone's a giant. Well, and all of us are 6'1". 5'6", are except, except Joe. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> five, six, if you're 6'1", then we're both 6'2". Fine. I'm with our hair, we both have these like nice. Google uh, the average weight. I, it is one sixty five. One sixty five. My friend seems Chris is one sixty five, and he's always saying, "I'm the com- I'm the complete average dude," and he's right. It's tiny. One sixty five. I would have thought like at least one eighty. Yeah, but you're six one, and you're one eighty five or one. Yeah. It says how much does the ama- uh, average American man weigh? It says twenty years old, one hundred ninety seven pounds. What? That's not right. It's probably not right then. It, it, if you're saying 160. Well, maybe okay. I didn't. I don't think I looked up American. I think I just looked up average. Well, European, male. no question, has got to be is going to be smaller. Tiny. Like weight, weight wise. Yeah. everything go, is smaller. Yeah. I can't even go shopping out no, there. No, if you go like the European cut, like it's it's bastards. definitely a slimmer, a slimmer. So American men, it's it's five nine. So that must have been global. So that yeah. I think it's five nine one sixty five is like the average dude. No, it can't be five nine one sixty five. It's got to be at least 175. Travis, can you do your job? I'm trying. I just am not very good at typing. Wow. <laughs> Nothing's changed in a year. How upset did he get oh on, my God. on Sunday? Well, things weren't working right, so, so that, there's so reason for me to be upset. Edge. So here's the thing. Pereira, Mike Pereira is in the studio with us now on Sunday, and Mike normally travels with with our A crew, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman and, I didn't and, put two and, and two Aaron together. Andrews and... and and that whole crew. So they're trying to set up this point to point conversation. They're trying piece. to make this like, so they can see Mike. So Troy and Joe, if they're talking about something officiating related, rather than have Mike in their ear, because normally they're in the booth together, they can do hand signals. So they're trying to shoot this camera on Mike and communicate with Mike. And it just wasn't happening. It was not happening on Sunday. And Travis was getting so worked up. like frustrated and i certainly was not helping because i was no, you're lucky it was your birthday because all i called you was a jerk and, and, and at so, the time so Pereira leaves like during halftime and travis comes up to me and goes you're making it so much worse <laughs> and did you see how he took it out on me get out of the shot joe oh, well, yeah. no you, you were in the way shot. Back. You fired you up you way because you didn't realize like i you were not, in the shot spitting seeds in your car i was not I in the will, shot i I don't care what the situation is. I will never pass up an opportunity to bust <laughs> chops. Like literally, like I'm the guy that like the world could be ending. And I'm going to be like, Travis, dude, the, the, that shirt, like what, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and this is what was happening. Like it was so like the president of Fox sports came in to like check on what was happening. And Travis was so worked up trying to make sure it was going to work. And I'm sitting there going, Oh, well, you know, not don't mind us over here. We're just, you know, we're chopped liver over here. It was, oh, it was, it was, it was fantastic. And then he just, he ripped into me. Weak, you find the weak link. Get out of the shot. 
So then every time you went on, I would back. I don't know if you noticed this or not, Trav, but I would back. You were out. backing like, into I, the other room. I was like going to fall down the steps, actually, just to, <laughs> to create a, a funny completely. performance. It was perfect. It was perfect. Um, all right. Let's let's do a brain of Blandino. Wait, I want to talk about I want to talk about the, the pick. Oh, yes. The yes. Castle Point yes. Guys. So let's talk about Castle Point. So we we started the contest, me versus the genius kids from New Jersey. What school? What do you remember the school they went to? They're going to? Um, they're at some tech school, tech, like smart uh, kids. They have algorithms. They have ways to pick games. And I'm just you know an idiot who doesn't even really watch all that much football, except for when I'm with Dean because he makes me. Um, and we are going to pick different <laughs> games against one another. So this week I had, and it is against the spread. So I had the Rams plus two and a half. I won that one. I had the Saints. Thanks to the OPI call. Oh, thank your refs. I appreciate that. I had the Saints uh, and I had Miami plus six and a half. So I lost Miami, won the Saints, won the Rams. They had Buffalo minus six and a half, Philly minus five and a half, Seahawks minus two and a half. So they won Buffalo and Seattle. They won two, so we're both two for three. Two for, for the three. Week. So we're going to put in, we'll, we'll put in you guys, you'll go up against the analytics guys and we'll see, we'll keep a record. So you're both two and one right now against the spread and we'll, and we'll go from that. Now they've been doing a bunch of really cool things. Um, they just released their fantasy football guide. Um, that's something that they've, in terms of fantasy football, trust me, these guys are looking at everything. I think for next year, for the 2021 season, that's going to be the go-to. Um, for fantasy football, they pick and they compare themselves. When they look at the way they their rankings, um, if you go on on check them out on Instagram and on Twitter, Castle Point Analytics, um, compared to ESPN's experts, they far and away beating ESPN's experts in fantasy football. They also have an index to help um, you know sports gamers with UFC, and they well, are. What, 12 of 14? 12 of 14 for the last three. They were 11 11 with two, uh, three big upsets. Like they, I was pretty impressed with that. They did a great yeah. job. So check them out on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, this is, so we'll keep a running tab, see how Joe works. Because that's the whole idea, right? There's the old, Joe's the old baseball scout that you know, you know, he's the guy that the, the I just have a feeling. I have a about feeling this about this kid. I have a feeling about this kid. I don't care what is his his OPS is and and I don't care what, you know, the war and everything else. I got a feeling <laughs> about this kid. Okay, okay. And these Castle Point Analytics, those are the 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 Ivy League tech guys that come in and got these these crazy algorithms and all this fancy tech and uh, and we're going to see the old grizzled scout versus the the new school analytics and see who comes out on top. How about their season total they predicted for the Bucks? They predicted six wins for the and Bucks. After and seeing them yesterday, out, man. Oh man. They might be on to something. Well, we'll see. I, I like my shots. So far I'm we're I'm right there with the smart kids. Vegas You're, has the Bucks at nine and a half wins. And after watching yeah, that yesterday, I and, don't know that the they animal, have that. The Castle Point got pound the under, under, man. Yeah. Brandon Blandino, Blandino, let's do it. All right, let's go, Brandon Blandino. There are many ways to skin a cat. We all know this already. Okay, so right, so that's a saying, right? You're not you're not supposed to use that anymore. I think Peter has put a, put a stop to that. But that that was has always been a saying. There are there are many ways to skin a cat. How did that start? Like, was a guy skinning a cat, <laughs> and then another guy came by and was like, "Hey, you know, 
there's, there's another way to do that. Like <laughs> what? Like wh- wh- who came up with that? But are there really more than one way? How else would you do it? That's my thing. Like apparently there is and somebody, and it was, but this is the thing. I've never skinned a cat like, or anything. So I don't that know. That doesn't become a saying if it's not widespread. Like that's not like one dude in Arkansas skinning a cat and, and somebody saying, you know, there's another way that this is, there was a lot of cats being skinned at some point. And, and I feel like a lot of these sayings, like <laughs> killing two birds with one stone, like between skinning cats and throwing rocks at two birds. Like, how are you? He is pissed. Like how, <laughs> like who, what, what kind of animal cruelty is happening when these sayings were, 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 were made? <laughs> Like, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I'm fascinated, fascinated by how sayings come into like normal lexicon. I mean, I think the killing two birds with one stone at least makes sense. But when I really think about it, I don't know if there's more, really more than one way to skin a cat. Not that I've ever skinned a cat. Like it means how there's more than one way it? to do something. I understand right? that. But when but you're, why but, are we using skinning cats as the example? Yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't we use like deer or things that actual people why would hunt we, and, why and would kill? We, why would we talk about cruelty? Why wouldn't we just say all? there's more than one way of changing the oil on your yeah, Santa Yeah, there's Fe. more than you know. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna. Start, I'm gonna start. But there's not the no. drain the oil, you <laughs> no, you you know, the oil in. No, you can pump the oil out. There's more than one way plug. to change a tire. Like, like, can we can we come up with a different? Way to say there's more than one way to do things. Are you? Is this the pussification of America? We can't talk about anything. Like, I just don't think skinning a cat is really appropriate. It's just a saying, Dean. What if it was skinning a dog? People would be going crazy. Oh like, you God. can't talk people about dogs. Do people that, you know, that's interesting because there is an animal hierarchy. And, and <laughs> there's no question. I feel like we're getting a second brain of Blandino. There's right an now. animal hierarchy without question. And dogs are completely at the top of it. Yeah. Without question. Dogs are number one. Dogs are far and away number one. Without question. You cannot do anything to a dog. People will lose their shit. Cats are not on the same level as dogs. They're just not. They're just not. Forget about pigs who are supposed to be smarter. Octopus. Octopus are like the smartest animal. Dolphins. Octopus is like, have you ever seen an octopus? <laughs> have yep. you ever seen an octopus in the wild? The shit that that, that thing can do changes colors and, and the what, way they can like change their like right? size and shape. And, and what are we doing? And what we're doing is we every menu, every restaurant, it's octopus with its, with its and and nobody gives a shit. Throw up, throw up a Pekingese on a, on a menu, <laughs> and people will lose it. So I'll have the dachshund, right? Exactly. Anyway, uh, you know, n- on that not note, that you went on a tangent or anything. On that note, this has been good calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast, and be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.